Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, Arrow fans. We're doing another uh, episode of the AfterBuzz TV Arrow After Show. We are looking at Season 5, Episode 7, Vigilante. We'll see you after the opening. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yeah! What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again, yeah. I feel like we didn't yeah. actually need the music, yeah. and we should have just had Tari do it acapella. Because <laughs> obviously you've got this down. Hello, Arrow fans. Welcome back to another episode of the AfterBuzz TV Arrow After Show. We are looking at Season 5, Episode 7, Vigilante. I keep having trouble believing that we're in Season 5. Holy cow. Mm. Of course, with me, I have our wonderful panel tonight. We have Lucretia Lyon. Hey, guys. I'm Lucretia Lyons. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Sorry, Miller. Ah, hi, I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. T A U R I J A Y. Lex Michael. Hi, I'm Lex Michael, all over social media at The Lex Michael. And I am Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kierge, that is K I A X E T. Alicona will be back last week of November, I believe. She is still doing her solo mission. She will return. And for those of you going last week in November, what? Arrow doesn't have an episode next week, so we get a bye week. Happy American Thanksgiving. Yeah, we have the hashtag ABTV Arrow. We have the live chat. Lucretia's keeping an eye on that. If you have something fun to say, if you have commentary, if you have a new hashtag that you think we should adopt, if you have a meme you want us to see, if you have a cover of the Arrow theme that you've decided to sing and record, because I guess now that's a thing, throw in the hashtag, throw in the live chat, you may well get a shout out. What did we think of this episode tonight? Dead silence. That's a good (laughs) way to start. You, uh, <laughs> I, okay, I, I like right. Vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I really like that guy. He's he's cool, you know. Yeah. He's a crazy mofo, but... Well. I mean... Go ahead. Go ahead. After uh, you, madam. <laughs> I feel like the character moments for this episode were, for the most part, really on. Like, I loved the bits with Diggle and Renee. They were wonderful. I love the bits with Lance and Via. Those were absolutely incredible. And Susan and Oliver were fun to watch. The overarching story felt like it was like 15 degrees to the left. That's exactly what I thought as I was watching it. There's a lot of stuff that I think is really, really great. And there's nothing that I thought failed in any sense. Oh, yeah. But a lot of it was just a little weirder than I think I'm used to. And little things within a scene. Stuff like, you know, you should call your boss. And then Oliver's just like, they don't have to. I was in that dark cubby the whole time. (laughs) Hello. Yeah. That's how you make an it's entrance, me. guys. <laughs> like, I was wondering if after all... Yeah. You know, he just has to make an entrance. He so, does. so stuff like that, it was a little bit like, I don't, I don't know if this is being played for laughs, but I want to laugh. And I'm liking it on that level, but I'm not really sure what the intent of that specific moment was, and there were, for me, a few of those. Right. Well, I think it... I think... 
kind of combining everything everyone has said. Um, it felt odd because there were two different tones. There was the really like genuine down to earth moments between the characters, but then everything that was vigilante related was very comic booky. Yes, and so That's true. it's like these two elements just smash together from one to the next. Um, makes it really hard to kind of get a grip on what how you feel in that one moment. That's true. Usually Arrow is really good at the blend from the two different from the two different tones, and today it was just like smash cut. Now we're doing this. Yeah, because the flashbacks were great too, but it, they oh really God, didn't yes. seem to meld with the story at all, which they normally do. I feel like yeah. our overarching bit with the flashbacks that worked is truth is relative. Yes. Truth is the eye of the beholder. Uh, there was a moment though early on when I had Lucrece had the same uh, feeling about the flashbacks that, that you just described. But like, I'm not really sure how this ties in, and then. I I immediately had a second thought, which is, you know what? If for the rest of the season, every time we cut back to Russia, it's just Dolph Lundgren eating dinner and pontificating on just whatever, just whatever he can think of, I'm good with it. So I let's, let's I, talk about the flashbacks, then. Yeah. Let's just settle ourselves firmly in there. Yeah, I I really love flashback Oliver, and I think I always have a little bit more than um, Green Arrow Oliver. It's really funny. I, I think it's a hair, but... Is it? Yeah, especially um, this episode. I was like, you know... I kind of like this guy. He was like a badass, like grabbing the knife, putting it to his throat with all these people around him. That guy's pretty cool. I feel like, in in my opinion, the fight that we had between Kovar and Oliver in the flashback is the best fight choreography this episode. It was painful to watch. There were a lot of heavy hits, and it was very obvious that, like, oh, yeah, Oliver is already down he's been yeah. tortured for a week he is at a severe disadvantage but it just it was brutal to watch the whole fight and it was fascinating yeah i'm sitting on the edge of my seat going this is how apollo creed died you guys yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um, yeah it was a lot more visceral is the word that yes. keeps coming to mind uh because a lot of the fights especially in arrow because we're used to seeing martial artists fighting one another because you know uh everyone's been trained in some form of something yeah um but this is uh pre all well mid oliver training and you assume that kovar has been you know beating up fools for a long time so like <laughs> It, it really uh, wasn't like a, a stylized thing. It was just a dude getting wrecked. Yes, yeah, a yes. solid beatdown. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, well, you miss Church clanging his brass knuckles together and then going to beat someone up. We we got that this episode without the brass knuckles. Yeah. 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 And, and hopefully, hopefully in a universe where there is dimension hopping and time hopping, maybe my dreams of seeing the two of them clang knuckles and go at it together will one day come to fruition. Or against each other. <laughs> or against each other. With each, oh. I, I want them, you know what it is? I want them to fight each other and then team up and fight everybody. Ah, <laughs> That'd be yeah. cool. Church and Kovar versus the world. I'd yes. like to imagine Kovar, instead of brass knuckles, has a knife and fork. He's just like, ding, <laughs> ding. I am hungry for vengeance. <laughs> and then and, and then it's like they, they both remember their prior experiences from other points in the timeline, because that's how this all works. Of course. And like they have dinner together, and Kovar can be like, your mistake was telling him name. <laughs> <laughs> you should, that's not how leverage work. <laughs> I think you need to t- do the rest of the episode in that accent. <laughs> Only when we talk about the flashbacks. That's when you have carte blanche. Carpe- yeah, but anyway, I like... I, so Seriously, though, I'm having so much fun watching Dolph Lundgren. 
Yeah. Like yeah, I'm not the best. I'm not even that concerned that I didn't sense such a strong connection between the flashbacks and the present day story this episode because I'm having a really good time watching Dolph Lundgren have fun. Yeah, that's what yeah. I say is all the elements of this were really good. They just didn't really go together. It's sort of like Supergirl on Monday. Nothing really went together, but it was all good. So mm. you're like, eh. Yeah. I've made meals like that before. Well, <laughs> these are all really great. Why did I put them in the same bowl? Yeah, peanut sauce on falafel just doesn't work. They're both excellent apart. But My dad yeah. does this milkshake. It's mint chocolate chip ice cream, milk, uh, chocolate syrup, and orange soda. Huh. And you kind of hit the last one and go, why? Kale loves orange soda. I do. Is I it do. true? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I... It, 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 that's kind of what this episode was. It was really great, and then we put the orange soda in, and then the whole thing was just kind of, okay? Hashtag mm-hmm. Kel is Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one, mm-hmm. I would go for it, and two, I'm still mixing up Prometheus and alchemy. They're the same person. I They're am. Both I Sadie saw Cassidy's. him on the screen, yes. and I'm like, hey, it's Alchemy. No, it's not. What's his name? They are, though. I like that. They're both yeah. They're both uh, Black Siren, secretly. Yep. Exactly. And <laughs> she's sure. going to join the Legion of Doom, too. She's going to be all over the Arrowverse. It's going to be the yes. Black Sirenverse pretty soon. Yeah, you know what? I'd be down for that. Yeah. Although, and what we see is that Artemis is working with him. That's our stinger. And that also felt really disjointed to me, like right at the end. By the way, I'm secretly evil, and no one specs a thing. Yeah, this is one of those things that I hope in the next, well, next episode that we're going to get in two weeks is the crossover. The crossover. So if, if not there, then in the mid-season finale, certainly, I'm hoping that we get some of this information backfilled for us. Because I'm not opposed to this as a twist. I just, I agree, this doesn't seem like it was set up at all yeah to me i feel like maybe it's a new thing that they went after her because she was the least utilized member of the team and two she's a teenage girl that they set up to be you know as bait in a slutty outfit with this teenage girl i would probably join the dark side too (laughs) but honestly um, i was looking at that going you know she came up with that plan Mm. you know everyone else (laughs) is like we're gonna take him out we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and she's like Nah, I know how this works. Yep, you just put on a dress and they'll just follow you. But the chat, um, Lydia loves uh, Lexus Kovar voice. She says it is life. And Vidar <laughs> DJ, 16 star kill. Got it again. LOL, I love you. I guess it's me for making a Keenan and Kel reference. Awesome. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And uh, Emily Y on Twitter says, I've always wanted to join the live chat and I'm loving it. Hashtag hi from Taiwan. Mm. Nice. Oh, awesome. Evidently, it is Taiwan. her first time watching it live due to the time difference. Hi, we love you. After we're done, please get some sleep. Yeah, for real. I assume <laughs> it's like awful o'clock over there. I would like you to actually get some rest. I think it's just super early. Yeah. She's waking up with us, guys. Oh. I'm so sorry. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the first thing you want to see in the morning. <laughs> um, is, it, but... is it not? Yeah, just Artemis working with Prometheus. I guess our little bit of setup was last week going, I'm having trouble trusting Oliver. I still blamed you for the death of my parents, yeah. this and that and the other. Like, I guess that's our basis and our motivation. And it's also just kind of like, we don't know what to do with her. And and that's why I was like, I certainly felt more strongly about my, you know, Katie Cassidy, you know, whoever they're going to use, which, you know, Earth, Laurel or whatever. That made me think it was just a little bit more true using Artemis because that's who she wanted to be was the Black Canary. And that's who she would trust because she saw her as a hero. She didn't always see Oliver as a hero. And a lot of the chat saying the same thing with her opinion on Oliver. It's kind of easy to see her 
changing. It does. It actually, yeah. when you put it that way, it does make sense. And I, you know, I do suspect, even even given only that one example of a little bit of setup last episode, I suspect that there's a good chance if we go back and rewatch episodes from the season, now knowing this is what we were moving towards, we might pick up little bits, if not behavior, then little lines of dialogue here or there that might clue us into the fact that something like this was possible. Right. Yeah. Like, you could even take it a bit from this episode specifically, where every time they would talk about Vigilante, she was very much about not being discerning, not, I guess not, not being discerning, between what makes a Vigilante and a monster. And, like, you could imagine that she sees all Vigilantes, herself aside, um, as just people who are broken, but, like, specifically Oliver, um, I forgot what my point was. Um, <laughs> specifically That's Oliver. That's okay, keep going. Um, like, she definitely sees him as, like, a threatening person. So I, I could see her trying to keep him as close as possible. Also, uh, if my theory last week of, um, of vi- not Vigilante, of um, Prometheus... Um, being Too many a, people with masks and voice no. changers. Yes. Why? Um, if my theory about him being a or him or her being a mind controller, then that would uh, kind of lend more towards her joining his side. That's I, possible. I could see that, and a lot of people are saying in the chat that Artemis was evil in the comics. And I know you probably know more than me, but as far as I know, she was sort of like the Mary Magdalene. I guess is the best. <laughs> Um, example I can say, because she was um, a prostitute in most of the canon that I know that was from a family of criminals but came to the good side because Oliver brought her in, you know. And I'm like, am I remembering that correctly? Well, and yeah. they potentially could invert that by having yeah. Oliver bring her in as, as a force for good and then mm. have her turn to the dark side, certainly. Um, mm. I'm, I'm yeah. curious. Well, and my familiarity with her is from Young Justice, which yeah. got renewed finally, season three. Good Hooray! Stuff. But yeah, in Young Justice, she is Cheshire's sister and Sportsmaster's kid. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of trying to get that figured out as well. So this isn't the first time we've seen Artemis and gone, what's your allegiance? Who are you with? What's what's going on here? But the, yeah, no, I just, I am uncertain about all of this. Because if she's, if she's so successfully a double agent, she could potentially be a triple agent as well. Yeah. Yeah. She could also be a quadruple agent for the Bratva. She could oh, yeah. also be if you working. Know that I know that you know that I know that I know that you know that you know that I know. That. She, she could, could also be Jerry Garrett. She could be a agent. She could be Jerry Garrett. A literary agent. Potentially. I work for the newspaper. A music <laughs> agent. I'm actually an undercover reporter. I've never been a vigilante and I wanted to write a, a piece on it. <laughs> Is this a romantic comedy? <laughs> <laughs> How to lose an arrow in 10 days. <laughs> Make that guys. But so point point being, Please, I'm oh not, god. Yeah. So point being, I I have no idea. So this is one <laughs> where I I feel like my only recourse here is to sit back a little bit and see how it plays out. Just eat some popcorn. Um, I will say that one of my favorite bits from this episode, I wrote down so much dialogue because I adore it, is Oliver talking with his team about vigilante and saying, oh well, you know, maybe vigilante has the right idea, and him going, excuse me. Last week you lost it when you found out that the Hood was playing judge, jury, and executioner. You cannot have it both ways. I'm like, thank you! Thank you! That is a plot. That is a logical hole that would go overlooked in a lot of shows. And I'm really glad that they are just like, excuse me, WTF are you doing? I know. I 
I actually kind of liked Oliver in this episode. Yeah! And, you know, yep. normally I give him a lot of crap except flashback Oliver. But, yeah, he was actually the smart one. Yeah. He was pretty dang on point in this episode. Yeah. It was lovely. It's true. Up until the point where he decided that maybe Vigilante was right and he's being a little soft. <laughs> well, it's easy to look at someone who is getting immediate if screwed up results and then look at your system, which is a lot slower. It's a tortoise and a hare sort of thing. Right. And you're watching this guy win the race by murdering people and going, what I am doing isn't working yet. And these awful things are happening in the interim. What if what I'm doing isn't working at all? I don't have results yet, so I don't know what's happening. So I, I can see that. I can understand that doubt. I think that's something that a lot of us do. It's, it's the seeing someone else's highlight reel and knowing your own behind the scenes. How are my friends successful this and that and the other already? We're the same age. Or how is this person successful? They're three years younger than me and I'm still doing whatever. Right. You don't know what happened. Well, and you are still working on your own long-term things. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping because it, because every angle that Oliver seems to be bouncing back and forth between on this big moral question, I get I get the argument uh, for all of these angles, but it's frustrating to me that he keeps going back and forth, and it's doubly frustrating because he's supposed to be leading this team. What I do really appreciate is that... Yes, his team is actually calling him out on the fact that it's like, bro, dude, you got to pick one. Like, even if it's the one we don't like, just pick one, stick with it, and we can we can work from there. Um, my hope is that as we continue with this team, they don't stop doing that. Yeah. Well, yeah. speaking of picking one, with our lovable sponsor, you don't have to pick one. BeautyCon Box is a subscription box that is delivered to your door each season. Each box is curated by your favorite beauty gurus. That's a lot to say. But it's over $150 <laughs> it's worth, it. worth of product so worth for it. just 30 bucks. You get a lot of stuff. You don't have to just pick one. And you save $20 if you sign up for the annual payment plan. With the annual payment plan, you can play, uh, pay as you go the total cost of the entire year of boxes. With the seasonal payment plan, you pay each month for the box and shipping costs. Check out beautycon box, or beautycon.com slash box, actually. That's beautycon.com slash box to sign up for your subscription. Use the code BOXBUZZ, that's B-O-X-B-U-Z-Z, for 20% off the, your subscription. It includes cool products like Offer Liquid Lipstick. I know there's some NYX products in there, guys. Flutter Lash. I slay lashes. Like, seriously, we slay on Arrow, right? Well, I think I'm, Oliver I'm, uses those. I'm wearing <laughs> NYX tonight. I absolutely love NYX. And it's in the box. It's in the box. What's in the box? <laughs> All of this good stuff. That's what's in the box. N- there are no heads in the box, there guys. Are no it, heads it, in the it box. is makeup and beauty products. There's <laughs> just stuff to go yeah. on your head to make it look wonderful. Exactly. Yeah, that, mm. yeah. That was a reference I absolutely should not have gone with, but here we are. <laughs> and then I just went with it, and I was like, wait, no, no, there's happy stuff in the box. There's happy stuff in the box. Yeah. This is the exact It's opposite. good stuff. It's a good deal. It's a good thing. Yeah. Beautycon.com slash box. Yeah. Yes? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we are sponsored tonight, you guys. These are the wonderful people who help to keep us on the air. So if you are interested in the makeups and in making yourself look pretty, go there, subscribe, do the thing. It'll be awesome. 
And, you know, if you do it and you like your look, throw it in the hashtag. We'd love to see it. Yeah. Um, speaking of funny comments in the chat, uh, Lydia Sobreros, who's always hilarious, said, um, the writers are watching season two of Daredevil while drunk. And I just thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I, did, <laughs> I did have that thought at a certain point with the, with the, the long discussions about the moral complexities of being a vigilante. I was having really really aggressive Daredevil Punisher flashbacks. But yeah. that's not out of place here, especially since we started the season with Oliver going back to killing because it's what worked. Right. I can't fault him for being unsure of his methods when the stuff he tried to leave behind is what seems to be working and his long-term lawful good work with the justice system, work with the police, etc. isn't working yet. Like, I get it. I can't blame him for it. Right. I I do understand his point of view. Again, my only issue with him comes when he can't commit to doing one versus the other. I'd say that he has at this point. That he's picked his side, especially when faced with, (laughs) well, the bullets don't work, so I'll just use a rocket launcher on a motel. (laughs) Collateral damage! Honey, if we want to talk damage, it's you. (laughs) We do get to see that sweet, in that same scene, that sweet bulletproof... The bulletproof canvas arrow. The trick arrows are just amazing. I love the trick arrows so much! But anytime anyone brings a rocket launcher, I do just smile. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. It sh- yeah, no, the rocket launcher is always kind of ridiculous, and it's like, how did, yeah, how, I, mm, logistics. But but, um, I guys, love- I think it was technically an RPG. <laughs> uh, I didn't see any Final Fantasy <laughs> up in there. Uh, I know exactly what you were talking about, and I went there anyway. Nice. Yeah, no, I love that we have embraced the trick arrows. <laughs> And I love that we showed Vigilante as kind of crazy pants. Like, on one hand, he's got a point, and on the other hand... Yes, crazy, but I also really appreciate that he is he's depicted as being incredibly efficient. It's not oh, yeah. enough that Oliver keeps talking about, wow, he's actually getting the job done. We see the way in which he gets the job done, and he's very good at being a crazy multiple murderer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's even able to know, yes, I get that they're trainees, but notice how easily he gets the drop on that van, for example. Mm -hmm. I like that they did the Batman thing, where he's got the foresight to wire his mask, so if anyone tries to pull it off, they'll get zapped. Yeah. I can't get over the smoke bomb mask, and then just... It's so easily getting out of the bolo and getting away in half a second. Like but it is so comic booky. That that sequence what? has, I think, all of my favorite stuff in this episode. <laughs> smoke bombs. Um, well, that with the smoke bomb thing, the the mask, uh, booby trap, um, uh, ragman flicking all the bullets away. Like yes. that's awesome. I'm not here for you. Then quit trying to kill us. That I'm also a really big fan of. If you're not with me, then you're against me. Then I'm against you. I just said that. You just said that. Stop doing that. You stop doing that. <laughs> they should have kept that going. Those are my lines. Yeah, I, I love Ragman, by the way. I think he's the best addition, especially because I'm still rooting for Ragtastic. And now Echo knows our name, guys. I sent that to him. <laughs> Hopefully he'll use that hashtag later. But I um, can't say I'm yeah. in for that just because he's in a committed relationship. But like, he, that I guy can wanna... die. Where is Curtis? You know, you, you could leave him. You know, that's Dude. how these relationships. Threesome. Uh, <laughs> Let's just get it dirty. It's 2016. Yeah. That is the solution yeah. to your 
love triangle dog. problems. Well, I mean, I have like to kill him or have him leave him, but you're like threesome. You know, that is that the is positive attitude. your love no. triangle problem. You yeah. know what they say, Ragman is magic. Twilight would have been so much easier if they just you had a freaking threesome and gotten it over with. You know, well, if we're going to have threesomes with magic men, you know who I'd pick? Malcolm, John Constantine, and Ragman. I don't think you'd survive. Those are all the magic. <laughs> yeah, just would... because having Malcolm in there, like that—that that is the mmm. Worth it. <laughs> uh, so many so awful, awful, yeah, awful all things right. in my so head. Um, Lydia in the okay, chat guys, had a funny comment it? about um, when uh, Mr. Terrific was waiting there, you know, being um, held at gunpoint, and then Oliver hops up from under the table, and he and she said, "I I was beat up for a, an entrance bit." Sorry. <laughs> 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 And um, um, also, worth what it. I want to see in the hashtag is your guys' threesomes on this show. Oh dear! Oh, oh no! Wow. Oh dear! Keep it to the show. It's a family program. And keep it, not, is it? Is it really? <laughs> no. Keep in also, it's Twitter. <laughs> Emily Tito. <laughs> just, just give me three names. <laughs> Throw mine, the mine is Ragman, Ragman, and Ragman. <laughs> hey. Just a lot of. <laughs> He's got all his tentacles. I believe he we call it. that That's versatility. True. Yeah. <laughs> Emily Tida in the chat says the Lex fangirling begins again. LOL. Love it. Does it ever You're not stop? Wrong. That's wrong. No, that's true. Yeah. That's, that's a fair question. The hype train has no brakes. Science one day hopes to answer these mm-hmm. and many other related questions, but for now we can only look to the stars. Okay, what? well, we are, uh-huh. we are, we're running a little about? short of time on. We've spent a good amount of time talking about how just completely flip-all-insane vigilante is. <laughs> is there anything else we want to cover from horrifying hockey mask dude, or should we hit the other, like, three points that we need to talk about? Um, I have one thing. Yes. yes. So, based on comic book knowledge, we are to assume that that the DA is Adrian Chase, yeah, vigilante. I mean, they're they're, and I I don't know if that's technically a spoiler because they haven't really revealed that yet, right? Um, but if you Google it, yeah, if you Google yeah. Arrow, it's like it's like you know, know all of the all the news bits are like we're bringing Adrian Chase, the vigilante, to Arrow this season. Yeah, it's right. the worst kept secret. So, is there anything in what we've seen of him so far that would lead us to? To have him jump from being like, I'm a DA working within the system, to being like, I'm going to murder the crap out of people. Well, he does indicate that he lost someone, so I'm guessing that, you know, he's been on the edge for a while. You know, he's Harvey dinted it up. I will say that I laughed like mm. crazy. Like, you've never lost anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost The everyone. last four seasons. <laughs> anyway. And that was, but that moment actually weirdly, that did work for me. Like yeah. and there was a lot of a lot of weird tonal shifts in that scene and I think that oh, yeah. that was among them but yeah. that actually worked for me because obviously vigilante has no unless vigilante knows that Oliver Queen is the Green Arrow, has been the Green Arrow this entire time, and has been orchestrating these events himself, and has been surrounded by the people he's been surrounded with, he wouldn't know. He right. would just make these assumptions. And so, to make that assumption, throw it in Oliver's face, and then to see Oliver have to, like, well, actually, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I liked that. That that worked for me. Yeah, especially w- no, with the knowledge from last week that, like, People think that the Hood and the Arrow and, and Green Arrow are different people. So as far as he knows, the Green Arrow has only been around for a few months. Yeah. And, and also, true. too, even if you don't know that Adrian Chase is the vigilante in the comics, 
there are moments where if you're reading between the lines, they're winking at you a little bit. Like tonight there was that moment where the long in the look. Well, and where he shares the with with Chase, he shares the location, right? And he's like, you know, we, we need to get there quick. I'm sure the vigilante doesn't wait for warrants. And Adrian Chase is like, No, I'm sure he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. wait, Oliver, come back. I'm the vigilante. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what I find in like you were talking about how what could have driven him to this the exact same thing that's making Oliver doubt himself. He is the DA in a system that is horrifyingly corrupt in a city that has gone to the dogs over the past four years. He's doing his absolute best in his job and people still go free and people still go on the streets and crime is still horrific and the city is still just kind of a horrifying place to be. And that is the point where you hit the wall and go, what am I doing? So he hit that wall and went, you know what? What I'm doing isn't working. I'm not seeing any results. Screw it. Time to take the law into my own hands, as opposed to Oliver, who is hitting the wall and making the choice to go, okay, maybe I shouldn't go back to murder. Like, that's been a problem. The first step is admitting maybe you shouldn't go back to murder. <laughs> murder. Yeah. The first step is admitting you have a problem. It's at VA Vigilantes Anonymous. <laughs> oh. Speaking of, we should talk about Lance. Yes, we yeah. should. This poor, poor man. It's like Does speaking Lance, of being addicted to things. Lance has the the worst life on any of these shows. Yes, uh, we agree. He does. He's Out of so anybody. sad, I think he's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, that was a conversation. <laughs> but like I, I was say. watching I was watching so much of of the Lance Thea stuff tonight. I'm I'm actually genuinely enjoying their relationship. Oh, and yeah. I love that for all intents and purposes, he is family to them. And in yeah. the absence in the absence of both of his daughters, one is now deceased, the other one is flying through time on a time ship. I like that Thea is there to essentially fill that role. But also, as I'm watching all of these scenes, I keep thinking, okay, I totally get why Sarah's not there. They're on a mission through time to save all of reality. I really hope that when that mission's done, she uses the giant time machine they're flying around in to go back and spend a little time with her dad after her sister dies. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to think that we're going to get a little bit of that during the crossover at the end of the month. Yeah. Because it's there, and they have definitely taken time out during crossovers to talk about personal stuff. See Oliver's Child last season. That's right. So, yeah. I keep forgetting that there's a kid out there. Yeah, Yeah. no, they do the thing. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. Well, some people want Thea and Lance to do the thing, and that's just weird to me. I'm like, and they they have offered several um, uh, answers to your three-way question. No. Are they they all that frightening? Hey, hey, put them in the hashtag on Twitter. I want to keep it forever. Hashtag Merlin Constantine me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know. Alicia Perez put Oliver, Human Target, and Constantine. Because the human target can be whoever. I like that. What I really liked, going back to Lance, talking about rehab (laughs) and approaching rehab as though it is a necessary and good thing. Because usually it's like, oh, they're in rehab. Oh, they've hit rock bottom. Oh, it's terrible. But it's like, no, this is something that he very much needs. And it's approached in that way. It's not like, well, this is your last resort. It's this is the best thing for you right now. This will help you. 
Yes. And it's good to see that addressed in that fashion on the show, because usually, oh, they're in rehab has a horrible connotation. For sure. And and it's great to see Quentin have somebody that will be an advocate for him in that way, because when you get to that low a point, very frequently you either don't see at all that there's a way out of it, or maybe you see that there is a way out of it, but you don't think that you're worth it, or you don't think Mm -hmm. that you can do it. So sometimes, he absolutely said that he was not worth it. Exactly. So to have somebody in in your corner in a situation like that that tells you, like, I can't do it for you, but you're worth it and I will be here with you through this thing, like, that's incredibly important. And it was a big, just to me as an audience member, it was a really big relief to see him have that. Yes. Yeah. And I love that it's Thea because she has also struggled with, like, drugs and alcoholism oh, and yeah. things like yeah. that. So, like... There is that, and you forget about it because she's been speedy so long, and there's been so many other things happening in her life. She died, guys. Yep. Um, but like, then you remember that like she's been where he is, and and so like you, they have that other layer of, uh, com- or not communication, but connection. Yes. Yeah, and um, Lydia pointed out Lance needs a hug. I should get on it. But to me, yeah, the Thea and Lance <laughs> stuff. I don't see anything romantic. I see this as two people who. Her father is off, going to be Legion of Dooming it in Legends of Tomorrow. His daughter is off fighting him on Legends Legend of Tomorrow. Tomorrow. And the other one is dead. So who does, you know, they've turned to each other in a familial way and that they have always known each other. So it's, to me, it is definitely just sort of a surrogate father-daughter relationship. And like you say, they both have had problems with addiction in the past. So Thea knows exactly what he needs. He needs a break. It oh, is. Well, yeah. it's interesting, all the connections that you point out, because it's it's hard for me to say without talking directly to one of the writers or the producers, if they always had something like this in mind. But if they didn't, it's certainly great that all it worked out in such a way where these two characters, wildly different experiences, still do have that much in common and can effectively lean on each other a little bit. I love yeah. the development that they've had for this. It has worked extremely well, and I think this was... Some of my favorite moments in this episode is just this conversation and talking about rehab and the support. And also Lance acknowledging, yeah, no, there's no way in heck that I am actually Prometheus. I know he's just screwing with me. Like, thank you. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for laying that out. Yeah, because Lance may have blacked out, but he's a smart guy. He knows what he's been doing. And he's like, yeah, he's clearly framing me. And Ruthless Lieutenant point out, she literally called him family. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's very yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah, I like surrogate relationships. It's cute, like because you know sometimes your family isn't there. This is true. Blood doesn't matter. This is this oh, is true. It's not medically shy. true, but it's emotionally yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all just sitting here, yeah. like, okay, we're all having feelings. Uh, feelings. You know flood. how I feel about the, the feelings. Speaking of feelings, Diggle and Renee. The, I loved this. Yes. yes. Just Diggle, for one, flying off the handle because he's stressed out and his kid's birthday was today and he couldn't go because there's federal marshals watching his house because he's kind of a fugitive. Yeah. He's extremely a fugitive. And this is exactly why John Diggle Jr. becomes uh, the Green Arrow later, I'm guessing, because his dad missed his second birthday. <laughs> but, but, but they bring the party yeah. to him, which is really nice. Uh, and the little, little John Jr. is so adorable. Yeah. Uh, and he's he sweaty. Wants, he wants some cake. And and the, f- like, the fact that Renee went out of his way to be like, <laughs> I am going to do a nice thing for you because you need this support. 
That is fantastic. And I love that they're taking Renee, who, oh, we introduced him as Wild Dog. He's the street thug. He's the Casey Jones of the gang. He's the, it's like, no, this guy has a heart and gives so many dams. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it, it's wonderful. Yeah, I, I said, think the character moments were really, really good in this episode. Yeah, yeah, I think that last scene where where we see Diggle like realizing, oh, like you you did this thing for me, you didn't have to do that, and you did like that scene. I think worked the best for me out of every scene in this episode, certainly on an emotional level. Yeah, yeah. I miss Sarah. Me too. Sarah's uh, actually my favorite female in the Arrowverse. Her and Felicity. I will say, I miss <laughs> the Laurel baby. as well. I know. As much as everyone is <laughs> losing their minds over it, I do miss Laurel. But, like, everybody's still around in some form. It's just no, they're all on other shows. I miss the baby Sarah. Sarah. Oh, the baby oh, Sarah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, and I was like, you, guys you just got the baby. Flash. <laughs> Flashpoint. Yeah, we're we're like, like, who we just, the F is Sarah? Yeah, we're like, like, who is Sarah Diggle? This person? Yeah. But I like, I like that. Is Alice? I like that John Jr. Her, is also known as JJ. JJ. I think that's super cute. So cute. Yeah. Super cute. All right. Uh, where we, does he get Connor Hawk from? <laughs> we are serial <laughs> because JJ is not an intimidating superhero name. No. Uh, we have one more point to hit, and we are running short on time. Susan and Oliver. I like this stuff too. I was not expecting to like this stuff when they started introducing it in this episode. I was expecting to roll my eyes a whole bunch, but I liked it. Yeah. Just, you need a drink, and you need a friend more than you need the drink. Yeah. So, uh, but but here's my question for all of you: Do do you think any of this is earnest on her part? Oh no, she is all just. Try- I'm pretty sure you know she's either evil or trying to sleep with him or both. I Whatever would... it is, is like you know she's seducing him because that's do... what you do. I'd like to see it start as manipulative and then become genuine, and then have that moment with her where she has to make that choice. Sure, <laughs> like every uh, like romantic comedy ever. Silence. <laughs> like every romantic comedy ever. But that really comedy is are terrible, you guys. How to lose everyone in ten days? Everyone's yes, a psychopath. I would watch that. Yeah, everyone in romantic comedies is a psychopath. Our our one recourse is that they pair up with each other and leave the same people alone. That's true. Actually, if, yeah. you, if you go back and rewatch You've Got Mail, a lot of things Tom Hanks does is borderline deplorable. Oh yes, of course. But anyway, I hate anyway, You've Got yeah. Mail with a passion. Or but, anything um, Matthew McConaughey plays, but you're just like, but so, but so I, I, for one, I don't believe that her intentions are entirely honorable, uh, but I agree. I would like to see her have to make that decision at some point, but I also see if, if Oliver can wise up a little bit, maybe, and key himself into the fact that maybe she's not being totally honest with him as mayor it wouldn't hurt to have a relationship with some member of the press that isn't entirely antagonistic. Yeah. yeah. So there is an advantage professionally for both of them. That I buy completely. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see how the rest of it shakes out. I would like it if she wasn't, like, m- manipulative in any way. Like, I, I want there to be a relationship where... It's just a it's just a relationship where two people are supporting each other and having a good time and just really enjoying life. Fantastic. Tari, Tari, this is a CW show. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but like <laughs> I just it's just what I want. Um I also like that I like the idea of him dating a reporter because I like the idea of him being like, Barry's got himself a reporter girlfriend. I can do that too. Um, that makes me laugh. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. Because he's I just know. so I jealous just... of Barry in one way. <laughs> of course. I worry that if we went
wound up with a good supportive relationship like that, that she'd wind up in the fridge. Yeah. yeah. Potentially, literally. Yeah, good people always do. And I'm so die. tired of that. Yeah. I don't yeah. want that either. I just want a genuine... Like, I want what Curtis has, but for yeah. everyone. Yeah! Yes. 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 But but failing that, I like I want I want what what like uh, Mick and Snart had, but, but for everybody. But e- they, even they were the then, best relationship. Spoilers ended up in the fridge. In the, yeah. yeah, but then <laughs> Captain of, Cold in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. But then because of time, space, something yeah. or other, he's gonna be out of the fridge and on every. Place. That's what happens when you start with a ten episode order and then you get three more that you don't know what to do with. I was in the fridge. Yeah. Now I'm in all your kitchens, Captain mm-hmm. Cole. <laughs> there we go. Hey! I, I have said I want him to run against uh, Oliver for mayor. You know, do the Citizen Cold storyline. That, that would be oh the God. best thing ever. But yeah, I know Lydia said this today, and Stormy Woods had said this before that just calling Susan Isabel 2.0. Let's face it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I always forget I just, about we her, were too. Introduced oh, no. to her. I love Summer Glau, but that was not great. We were introduced to Isabel Susan as a very manipulative human being. And we're not going to forget that anytime soon. But so, but to be fair, it is also her job to get dirt on him. You know what I mean? That is true. So it's... I, but she didn't have to... Like, like she wrecked Thea on purpose. That yes. episode. Let's be real. That for, wasn't for sure. just... Oh, it wasn't just for my job. It was, no, you lied to her face and then you continued to do the thing. That's like, right. There was that. Yeah. There was that. That aside, I, I understand the rest of it, and I but I buy... Yeah, I buy it could go either way, but I have no, I have no idea. Okay, do we have any final thoughts on the episode? Final mm. thoughts... Mm-hmm. Overall, I enjoyed this weird casserole of moments. It, I liked it. I, yeah, I did too. Ultimately, uh, again, like weird, what felt like weird tonal shifts in within scenes, like multiple times within scenes, which had me going a little bit like, what is happening? But mm. overall, I had a lot of fun with it. Like I always do. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I thought there were a lot of really interesting uh, fight scenes, a lot of uh, cool character development. I think if I did not... No, if I did not know that the DA was vigilante, I'd be more intimidated, but I really like the character. I do too. Yeah. yeah. Like, I like that guy. Adrian Chase has not had a ton to do so far as Adrian Chase, but whenever he shows up, I'm like, hey, it's a good dude. Yeah. He's also very dreamy. It's yes. really weird. He's quite like, handsome. They were doing a, a like the framing when he was intimidating. He's just like, hey, what's up, girl? If you want to see all of him, watch Trainwreck. Ah, yes. Yeah. Indeed. Great movie. Yeah, so it should be interesting. We are looking at a four-way crossover next season. Two weeks from now. I had some dirty thoughts. Hey, I know. I didn't just go there. I lived there. Anyway, uh, if chat has any final thoughts or anything they want us to touch on, now is a good time to start talking about that because I know we have like a minute, minute and a half delay. In the meantime, I want to talk to you guys about iTunes because holy cow, you guys came through in spades. We've got like six new reviews. Hey. Y'all are glorious. And this is exactly how you keep this after show on the air. That is how you keep us rolling. You go onto iTunes, you subscribe to the Arrow After Buzz TV after show, you rate us five stars or whatever you really think. But let's be real, we really want you to rate us five stars because we love you and we know you love us. Yeah. Yes. A. And you leave a review talking about why you like the show, why you listen to the show. 
Because then our producers get on iTunes and go through the reviews and say, hey, you know, people really like this after show and these people on it. We should keep them. And then we get to be here week after week talking about the show and coming up with ridiculous hashtags and covers of the theme and all of the crazy stuff that we do. Yeah. So, yeah. And if you leave a review, you get a shout out on the show. And holy cow, seriously, so many of you people, you're all wonderful. So we're going to do a high speed pass because you all deserve to be heard. Uh, we have Hey Y'all from Callie Joe 19 Hey y'all, I'm a big fan of the DCCW shows and an even bigger fan of the after shows on AfterBuzz. Y'all make my heart so freaking happy. Y'all make me laugh and have gotten me into the comics as well. Hey. Hashtag Nazi corn. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, 10 points to Gryffindor by River C009. Arrow is one of my favorite shows and it was fun finding your show that talks about it. Not all of my friends are big fans of the TV of the DC TV shows. So like Lex, I'm all over AfterBuzz TV shows. Keep up the great work and remember you are not failing this city. Oh, thank you. Uh, pretty good from Hagfish's Candy. I just recently started <laughs> listening to the podcast about the past 10 episodes or so. It's pretty good. The hosts are funny and entertaining. The only reason it doesn't get a five star is because sometimes we miss key parts of the episodes and don't talk about them. <laughs> Other than that, everything's great. You guys are awesome. Keep up the good work and I'll keep downloading. It's a 52 minute episode and we have 50 minutes to talk about it. We talk a lot it. about weird stuff, you guys. We yes. do. It's great. Uh, love this by Action Jackson. I've been watching Arrow since the beginning. I just started listening to the podcast this season. I wish I would have known about it sooner. Keep up the outstanding work. You know, the backlog is available on iTunes if you want to go back and listen to past jokes. Hear how completely wrong we are in all of our predictions. I love this podcast by Nando61011. This podcast mixes professionalism with a conversational flow. Feels like I'm there myself. Almost subscribed to the makeup thing, but I'm a guy. So I'll support you guys by writing a great review. Keep doing what you're doing. And by the way, I am not Jay Garrick. Winky face. So you say. (laughs) Winky face. Find someone in your life who likes makeup and get them a holiday present. Get them one of the boxes as a holiday present. It's helping us out. It's helping them out. And it helps you with your holiday shopping. And Oliver Queen. Oliver Queen probably uses some of this stuff. He's oh, got the two, eyeliner yeah, for days. The, the eyelashes. I'm like, he's got to got to use. He's got a whole bunch of rubber faces, and, he makes and there's them no all shame up. in that, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's for everyone. The last one we've got is great podcast by yeah. Lily Herman. I love this podcast so much, I can't put it into words. I watch Arrow with my dad, and it's always great to hear other people's opinions and insight. The hosts have great chemistry. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Yay. We love you guys. Thank you so and much. And also, if you have left a review in an iTunes store that is not the American iTunes store, we kind of have trouble finding those. Please screen cap it and put it in the hashtag. We would love to see it. We'd love to give you a shout out. Same if you reviewed it on Google Music. Yes. Okay. What does Chad have to say? Let's see. We actually, there's just all sorts of peace out. Awesome. Um, you know, talking about the, how great the crossover is going to be. So everybody's just excited for that. All Love right. This, well, this we, should talk, yeah. we should talk about that for a little bit. Let's do some real quick predictions. Mm-hmm. Your After Buzz TV prediction. Wasn't kidding about the real quick part. Go. Uh, I predict that Prometheus is Laurel in some way, shape, or form. I'm still saying it because Katie Cassidy has that contract just like Wentworth Miller, just like John Barman. We're going to start seeing her soon. I predict that he's Jay Garrick. <laughs> yeah, that just works. Um, I, I predict that, like in all the crossovers, uh, Oliver's son is going to make a quick appearance. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to start being a vigilante. And he's uh, going to become... Uh, let's see. Who's a cool uh, he's character? He's like 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, he's going to become Beast Boy. And then, uh-huh. uh, let's see, what else is going to happen? <laughs> aliens are going to show up. Dude, and aliens are showing up. And then the aliens <laughs> came down. Yeah, uh, that's it. Dude, in, in two weeks... All four of these shows are crossing over, and all of these heroes are teaming up to fight aliens, and I'm going to have to literally pick my face up off the floor. That is and my prediction. And we have to film that, yeah. I believe Great. that requires a hospital, so please don't lose your face. <laughs> um, and then the aliens came and killed everyone is my favorite fake spoiler for anything ever, and so I'm kind of hoping that it's not a real spoiler for this, because... They've all got like 20 more episodes to go in their respective seasons. Although I do have a real spoiler if we have time for it. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Mm. Talia El Ghul is going to be tied to the flashbacks. Flashbacks. Yeah. Okay, because we knew she'd been cast. Yeah, yeah, she'll be tied to the flashbacks, according to TV Line. Girl, why didn't you tell me we had news and gossip? Girl. I know. (laughs) It was like literally a (laughs) blurb. It was like literally a paragraph. (laughs) Thank you for being on it. Anyway. Yes. Um, All right, I think that is about all we have for you guys tonight. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you in two weeks for the giant ridiculous crossover, which... Hopefully we'll be doing a little crossover of our own. You'll just have to see. In the meantime, Lucretia, where can the people find you? Since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet, as well as the DC Universe. I'm with these dudes on a lot of shows, like Legends of Tomorrow or Supergirl. You might find me. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. That's on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can also find me on the DC Slate. Uh, Flash, Supergirl, this show, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And also coming up this Sunday, we have the Librarians coming back for its third season. Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I was just... <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, yes. Yes. Join us. I am Lex Michael, all over social media, at the Lex Michael. I, too, am all over DC on the CW on ABTV, Supergirl on Mondays, here on Arrow on Wednesdays, Legends of Tomorrow on Thursdays, also Ash vs. Evil Dead oh, with yeah. Lucretia on Sundays, and we also do Comic Book Exchange on Wednesdays. So many wonderful places to come nerd out with us. Please do. We love you. Bye. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kiaxe. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I do 8 billion shows here, but only one DC show when you're watching it. Mondays is Z Nation. Tuesdays is Star Wars Rebels. Thursdays, we alternate between Robots in Disguise and Ruby. The Ruby After Show is back this week at 7 p.m. Pacific. We also have a special interview with Lindsay at noon tomorrow. Be sure to watch that. And we're running a giveaway on all three of our Twitters, Megan's, Mark's, and mine. We will be announcing those results on the Ruby After Show. Retweet to enter. Win. It'll be awesome. Thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you in a couple of weeks. Have a happy Thanksgiving. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz. 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 The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.